It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome, brothers and sisters from uh, within the United States and around the world. Obviously, tonight is December 6, 2018. This this uh, year is almost over. I can't believe it. Um, I don't know where the where, where this year is gone. Um, you know, not much really as far as news. Um, you know, other than the 41st president, you know, passing away at the age of 94 and was buried today, I believe, uh, right beside his wife. Let me tell you a little bit about H.W. Bush. He was a man that would sit and listen to you and give you more time than than probably any president out there. Uh, back in the day when he was vice president for uh, Ronald Reagan, they did, they were um, downsizing the United States military. My mom worked for a certain company um, that had government contracts with the military and uh, George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, uh, Basically, was going around to Lockheed Martin and all these other places and uh, <clears throat> telling them the contracts are going to be—they're not going to be there. That we're going to—they're going to have to train, retrain people, and this and that. Well, somewhere, and I, I believe my brother has it. Uh, my mother has a picture with her and H.W. Bush <laughs> within the family. Uh, oh hell yes! H.W. Bush was a you know a very good patriot. He was a man of honor. Um, I heard uh, you know uh, the forty third president George Bush uh, give the eulogy, and that that's really a hard thing to do. I mean, for you know, I don't know if anybody's going to give a eulogy. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Doesn't matter no. if, if your dad is fifty-five or ninety-four. Doesn't I matter. Have done if, it. Yeah, Go it ahead. doesn't matter if, if you. Uh, it doesn't matter if you know it's coming or don't know it's coming. But even even if you do know it's coming, it's a slap in the face when it does show up. Uh. H.W., you know, had a lot of, um, he, he brought a lot of respect to the White House, a lot of uh, dignity, and so did Barbara, <laughs> you know, so did his wife. I mean, she was just an awesome lady. Uh, you know, under President, President Ronald Reagan, he served him well. Ronald Reagan, I'm sure, will go down as probably one of the best presidents within, you know, our era. As far as yes. Gen X, as far as Gen X era. Um, oh, Ronald, Ronald Reagan turned things around. Uh, he really did a job in there. Yeah, well, he got Gorbachev to drop the wall, didn't he? Bring down yes. the wall. Yes. yes. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. That's the famous yeah. line. I run, I run contra scandal. Oliver North took the fall for that. We all know that. Oliver North has been redeemed and has his own shows and everything else, but you know. I don't, I don't know the inside of politics or anything like that. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe Ronald Reagan didn't know about the Iran-Contra scandal, but he got our fucking hostages back. 
I mean, that that's a number one in my book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I bid um, George H.W. Bush uh, farewell and goodbye and Godspeed to heaven to his wife and and all that. Um, he he's well. I mean, he, he's well deserved. Deserving is one of the best diplomatic presidents, right alongside of Ronald Reagan in the United States of America. Yes, he has. Do you have anything to say? Still there, JD? Yeah. No, yeah. I. You know, I can remember sitting on the couch uh, with my granddad back in. Well, Ronald Reagan got shot when I was in the eighth grade. And uh, what was that when he got shot? His first term. Well, he's just got into his first term. I mean, that's what I expected out of these Democrats with Donald Trump. No more than what we got with Ronald Reagan. Some freak they paid to jump out and shoot him. I mean, it's not over till the fat lady sings. And, uh, it, you know, I'd hate to see anything like that happen to our the great Donald Trump. I mean, he is making America great again. And, and uh, you know, my math teacher cried. I was, I'm from Dixon, Illinois, and it was the hometown of Dixon Reagan and uh, the hometown of Ronald Reagan. And man, those people really took that pretty fucking serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Ronald Reagan uh, jumped all the, way, uh, all the way to the operating table. Yeah, he did. He was. Well, I mean, you're gonna go out. Everybody knows it. We all gotta die. I mean, that's that's the whole big deal. I mean, my turn's coming. Your turn coming. And and the good book says, you know, uh, uh And, uh, boy, that's no lie. You're not expecting it when it happens. But, uh, no, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, the doctors can tell you, look, man, they can say you're going to die, and they can put a, a pretty close time, time zone on it. Most of them seem to think. When I was growing up, man, my buddy and, uh, I used to go to his house quite often, and, you know, we we got the bad news that his mom was going to die within the next year. She She's a pretty heavy drinker, and Doc says she just ain't going to make it, man. So a whole year goes by, and sure as shit, man, she didn't die. But the doctor died that told her this. So she had to wait around <laughs> for a while. She found another doctor over real well and he said i don't know he said the last doctor was right he says i i gotta stick with it lady he says uh you're gonna die before the end of the year and uh well this time she wasn't so sad and crying because we heard that story before and uh and i'll be damned if that doctor didn't die too so she got a third doctor but but uh even though he diagnosed her with that same, you're going to die within the year. This time she died before him. But it goes back to see the first doctor. She lived almost three years between the three doctors after they said she was going to die. So, I mean, not even a doctor can be certain on a death date. Well, no, they, they, they're not gone. No, they, they, practice they practice medicine. They practice medicine, Mel. You can go to twenty different doctors and get twenty different. Uh, you can get twenty different. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You can get twenty diagnosis. Diagnosis and uh, turn around and um, 
I guess pick one out of the 20. Yeah. That's the whole deal right there, JD. Uh, being a doctor, be not, you know, being a doctor, everybody thinks, oh, the doctor knows everything. The doctor knows best. Um, it, it's it, there's a reason why it's called a medical practice. What works on one one person does not work on another. So these doctors, it, it's a it, it's a medical practice. It, you know, they're practicing medicine. Um, you know, that's why the you know the first two doctors died when your mom was only given a year and lived almost three. Uh, and yeah, it's just a practice. I mean, you know the. Man is man is not the deciding factor on when you go. Now, I will say, H.W. Bush had three eggs in the morning, and right before he died, he told uh, his son, "I love you," and he was gone. Only like the that. human only the human body and the human mind can tell you when they're gonna die. Well, I believe some people know when they're going to go. Uh, my grandma's brother, he woke up early one morning and went out to the kitchen table. You know, his old lady makes the coffee around there. He just sat there at the table nice and quiet waiting for her to get up. And She got up. She came out there and went over in the dining room. And His name was Nelson. She said, hey, Nelson, she says, uh, what do you got planned for the day? He said, I don't know, Martha. He said, it's going to be, he said, it's going to be the most beautiful day of all today. And she said, why is that? And he told her he saw a ring of golden angels flying around his head. And uh, she come in there and said, what? And he never answered her again. She, he died sitting there telling her that. Ain't that yeah. something? Yeah, my mother did the same thing. She said, you know, hey, you need to come and say goodbye. And that was like on the New Year's Eve. And I'm like, hey, I'm not getting out there with 20 million drunks and uh, 5,000 cops. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow, Mom. You know, and um, I said goodbye on the 1st and she died on the 3rd. She knew she was dying. She knew her time was up. She just wanted to make <laughs> yes, sure she goodbye. She had to tell you she loved you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's hard. But my grandpa. Yeah. My grandpa died two days after his anniversary, and he swore to my. He had lung cancer. They locked him up for TB for almost two months and then realized it was just a uh, real heavy lung cancer. And then they released him and he got to come home from the VA hospital. And uh, uh, he, grandma thought he was going to die before their anniversary. And he said, oh, no, I'll make it to the anniversary, like uh, 50th or 60th anniversary. And uh, uh, he he made it to their anniversary but he died two days later i missed it just like you said uh they called me and said they was going to give grandpa a shot and it would probably be the last shot and, uh i was rushing to get there and i picked up two of my cousins and one was holding me up and i wait to get there and i got there it's about three minutes too late uh, they'd already administered the shot. He woke up once and said he made it. Uh, he, he walked into the light and he made it to heaven. Uh, he woke back up long enough to say that, tell grandma. And then he, that was the last thing he said. Yep. People, people know when they're, people know when they're going to die. <laughs> You know, my, my hat's off to the hospice nurses and the hospice hospice personnel out there. I mean, they know more about they know more about 
death than the doctors do. The doctors are more in tune with healing. The hospice nurses are more in tune with uh, keeping somebody comfortable until they pass on. Uh, they come around and make sure you got your medicine and that people ain't stealing it from you. And, uh, uh, you know, your kids are sometimes the worst people in the world. Uh, <laughs> some people. Oh, yeah, that can't be. Kids have been enough when they're sick because so they can get high. Uh, Luckily, when we were all kids, when my grandpa was dying, there's a couple kids in my family that turned out to be heroin addicts later on in life. And if they would have seen the morphine and stuff and Percocets and Percocets, I lived at home with grandpa and I'm not a pillhead, and uh, uh, I never was. And I mean, like I said, when I when grandpa started dying, there was bottles as long damn near as big as my forearm of Percocet and Percodan and liquid morphine uh, just laying on the top dresser over there and well hey I'm here alive and I'm telling you I didn't touch none of that shit uh, that was for my grandpa it was keeping him alive right keeping I, him comfortable yes so I could see him Grandma didn't like it when he first started taking that liquid morphine because he was fucking freaking out, man. She called the hospital, made the uh made them come out and get him, take him into the emergency room and look at him. He didn't know who she was. Now you're fucking with me. You're giving him the wrong medicine. Something's wrong. He never not knowed who I was. You know, that that meant something to my grandma. You ain't going to put him on that shit. The doctor told her it's normal. And he thought my Aunt Mary for a few weeks was the nurse. And he thought he didn't know who the short fat lady was with the tall guy that was his brother and her wife. And his wife. But uh, as he, you know, he got as his mind got used to the dope. That's just what it is. It's just as sick as a heroin addict. Um, I guess I was lucky to see this growing up because uh, most kids probably would have turned for the dope. But, you know, when a guy tells it the first time and he don't even know who his wife is or his brother, uh, you need those drugs to stay alive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need them to be goofy. And, I mean, that's just what they do is they make you fucking goofy. I, I can tell you from firsthand experience, not that I took them, I've seen somebody take them. And like I said, I was at a young age, maybe just out of 17, 18, just out of high school. Just that right age for wanting to experiment with drugs with most kids, you know. I ain't going to lie to you. I smoked a little pot and I'd done a little acid and I even did a little cocaine back then. And don't, I, you know, I just wasn't a pill that day. Right. Yeah. And like I said, that medication was for my granddad. Some people would steal their grandmother's wheelchair for, for that shit and sell it out from underneath of them to get it. And uh, I mean, that's just the type of shit that dope does to you. Makes you scantless. Like I said, I got two family members that just died from uh, heroin overdoses. And uh so it's it's no stranger to me. No, I bet not. Uh, and and so you're right, that hospice is a good thing because they come around and they check on those folks. Yeah, uh, because you know, the good people that they are, they'll sit there and lie for their children while their children study stealing their pain medicine. And and just to be able to see them, they'll allow them to keep taking it and sit there in pain. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Bunch of bullshit. Uh, 
it is bullshit, man. I, and and I, you know, uh, I I just I don't know how those kids can live with themselves when they do that. Well, it's right. Easy. They, they, they're high on drugs. They don't really care. You're right. They're high on dope. They don't even give a fuck. I mean. I guess I was raised with better morals than that. Uh, um, uh, and respect. Uh, it, it, it's a borderline because the kids my age ain't raised with that type of respect these days. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it's just. It's just sick to see what kids in the inner city that's what all these white kids want to act like they want to run amok they want to act like they don't have no morals and no respect for anybody sag your pants fuck you give it to me or i'm going to do my best to take it uh i don't care who you are my mother my father my grandparent my sister my brother or my cousin uh that's not the way white people were raised um we were either raised by Odin under Odinist law, or you were raised as a Christian. 90% of the people in this world today were uh, my age, 53 years and under a Christian God. Uh, some of them chose different paths and went to Odinist, and uh, a lot of them went to creativity and stuff like that. But those are the good ones. And then a lot. 90% of them, 85% of the whites went to acting like niggers. And, and like, and I went to eighth grade when George Bush was voted in with Ronald Reagan. Like I said, Mike's shot. My math teacher was sitting there. We were in the middle of a math class and the intercom popped on and the principal had a special announcement and turned on the radio and it they were talking about Ronald Reagan being shot and uh, uh, how his bodyguard jumped out in front of him and took three bullets for him and uh, George Bush was right there right back to the White House to to because they were getting ready to have a war yeah uh, uh, and George Bush stepped right up to the plate. And, and being an old, you know, uh, Navy man himself, he, he knew exactly what to do. He knew where the chess pieces sat on that map. He, he was he was a good man. He, uh, You just can't beat guys like that. And that's what the problem is. Our, our <coughs> people ain't voting people like him in as politicians. And these snakes and these rats and sell out salvation is uh getting into these offices and and they're uh the lgbt all these guys are getting in because well they can't make it in life so what do they become school teachers and then what they put their opinion in a class and and twist the way our kids think around which is a hundred percent wrong so really we need to start with our school teachers and our politicians to to clean this damn country up. You know, down there up in Canada. And, uh, uh, but I'll bet you every one of those cocksuckers got a privacy fence or, or rod iron fence or a privacy wall of some sort around their houses and security. What do you want to bet? Uh, um, I bet. They don't want to secure our border. I'll put up a privacy fence, but don't do it around my house. But don't, uh, hey, if you put that privacy fence up at the border, you wouldn't need one around your house. What do you, what did you say to that, JD? Yep. Pretty much. Um, 
you know, I was thinking about something. Um, dang it, lost my train of thought. Robbed you, uh, didn't I? Do what? I robbed you, broke broke your train of thought, and you can't remember what you was going to say. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, I got it. I'm going to the top. If uh, just to bust in on you, if I didn't, wasn't going tomorrow, I'd be down to those pistons tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have all four of them on by this time tomorrow night. <laughs> or at least two of them. If the weather's nice yeah. on Monday, I'll have all four of them out on Monday. Yeah, I'll come home on Sunday. Yeah, uh, guys it's really to touch and go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, we're going to be up there for the weekend. Probably go tomorrow morning real early, take off. Go up there and spend the uh, I got a shitload of dues here. I bet seven or eight envelopes. Well, three or four. Uh for dues. One of them's kind of a big one. I should have a second big one coming. Uh I mean, hell. We ain't doing bad. Uh I, I am you know, just just today, we had another hit for the Aryan Nation, and this guy contacts, of course, who does he contact? New Zealand, and he lives in America. We don't mind if people talk to our brothers in New Zealand from America and socialize with them and have your good time, you know, playing on the social networks. But if you really want to get involved with the Aryan Nation, the best thing to do is to... uh Look at our website and contact one of the contacts in America. It's always really fucking fishy to me when you got to go behind my back and talk to one of my brothers in a whole nother country to try to get in with the uh, Aryan nations. I mean, why would you look another country away when there's a website right there for the USA and several contacts right there? Well, sure enough, I look the guy up and uh, 25 niggers on his friends list. On <laughs> his social network. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. It's all, I, I just know when, it, when I get my uh, hit from another country, when one of my ambassadors from the other country tell, tell us that, uh, hey, this guy from America wants to get in. I was talking to him on social network. I think, oh no, what's it gonna be? 90% of times when I look at, the first thing I look at is the friends and uh, it's loaded with niggers. Uh, at least five or six of them on every occasion. Uh, this guy just happened to have 25. I'm like, holy shit, you know? Uh, I don't know what he's thinking. He just wants to carry that good name of the Aryan nation and buddy up with niggers or I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand it either, man. It's just a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so we figured it out and all, but uh, he surely ain't going to make Aryan Nation material. I mean, come on, guys. You can't have niggers for friends and be an Aryan Nation member. We don't believe that interracial mixing. Uh, I can understand if you have to work with a couple niggers or one's your boss and they got you on social network and maybe pass you your hours if you work at a restaurant or something. It's your manager. And he's giving like Facebook Messenger or some sort of messaging system from uh it's understandable to have a couple of niggers on your page but these guys these niggers i saw today none of them looked like they were bosses or managers or 
even co-workers, they all look like uh, benefit collectors. <laughs> Drug dealers. I mean, come on. <laughs> we are the Aryan nation. We are going to look to see what you got going on. We're going to do a hard background check. We're not just going to go to your social networks. We're going to look at every corner of your life until we get it all down. And then we'll call you up and ask you questions about what we found and make sure it's true. And let's hear your side of the story of it. What What's wrong and what's not right about it. And, uh, and, and I mean, it's, it's not easy getting in the Aryan Nation. It ain't like you got to go out there and beat people up and kill people. That's the hardest part is getting past the background track. Don't you think, JD? Oh yeah, big time. We've turned more people around and out the door after a background check than anything these days. I mean, we we get we do it. We find what we can that the good, the bad. We talk to them about both, uh, and then sure as shit, man, they just don't work out for some reason. I didn't think no, we no. was really that hard on fellas, but I guess we could be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A motherfuckers just ain't real. I mean, they want to act real. They want to be that guy. But then when they see we're just not a social network club, I mean, what they think? It's a big secret. And our New Zealand guy ain't going to tell us in America that we got a new guy. We all like to gather and have fun. Why wouldn't we want to meet the new guy? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we'll get her figured out. These guys will, we, we, we build them every day, man. That's the good thing. Uh, our numbers are going up every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hell, yeah. our website, yeah. even in December, you know, Christmas month when everybody's seeing their families and, you know, they ain't got no time for looking at the website like they should. Uh, they're pulling we're pulling at least 60 70 hits a day i mean yeah. we're still making uh, uh almost 12,000 hits a month it in the uh in the middle of uh really these are the family holidays you know, when people are mostly running around spending time with their mom and their dad and their brothers and their cousins visiting. Uh, and then you got your old lady side of the family or your girlfriend's side of the family. You got to run and see all those people, too. And uh, uh, you're constantly busy. I don't care. And then we're. Uh, and then we're, you know, that, that slows people down from looking at your white power websites and stuff. And uh, it's probably not just us that feels the wrath, you know. When we first started and I was trying to get our, we were trying to, you know, get it out there so people would see our website. And I kept looking at the counter and, you know, we weren't getting over 500 hits. I kept thinking, what the hell's going on, man? And old James Logston told me, don't worry, Mel, it'll add up. And then the next thing you know, it was getting to be wintertime, and it seemed like we was getting even less hits. And James told me it's the holidays, Mel. People don't look at your website like that, you know. You think they would, but they don't. He said, just keep an eye on it. 
you'll see the numbers going up here and there and they do and year by year they you know this time of year it always dwindles but man every year our numbers even though they're dwindle they really picked up i mean just think what it looked like when we were only getting 500 hits a, a month on our website what the month of december looked like maybe 200 hits 150 hits we got that in two days <laughs> Hi, JD. Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> oh, you know, life. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I, I heard you. I heard Mel in here saying that thing about background checks and stuff, and it really got me thinking about this girl yesterday. I've worked with her dad, and her dad's a nice country hick boy you know he's big old son of a bitch probably 400 pounds and uh but he's just as hick as they come you know so i i've never really talked to him about uh like beliefs or anything like that and well his daughter he works over in a different place he works in a warehouse a whole different plant uh building and uh i i treated his daughter good you know because it's because it was his daughter and uh sorry yeah so we get talking about when the babies was born and stuff and it's just us girls sitting around break area and uh, when they was born you know the birthmarks and stuff and and she says starts says something about like a fun these funny looking birthmarks on her kids when they were born and and the doctors and all that said how well that's normal in in mixed kids and i'm like we what do you mean mixed kids and she's like like mixed kids like their dad's black and i and they all fucking looked at me funny because i just fucking my jaw dropped to the table and i just could not imagine that that man that i have known for so long that i thought was probably like us you know had the same kind of beliefs and and no his daughter oh, man, that was there. Keep going. his daughter is uh, got two kids with some nigger <laughs> and it just floored me to think that i've known him this long and and have never heard this and i'm assuming in my mind that he's ashamed of it i'm hoping i haven't even seen him since i found this out but he does not brag on his grandkids i didn't even know he had a kid you know i i'm assumed he did but he don't talk about his kids and it's like i feel fucking horrible for this guy unless he condones it but which i don't think he does because this guy, the guy she's with seems to be a piece of shit like any other nigger you'd run across but just that kind of shit like you think you think you know somebody but you really don't until you like you guys said start looking at their background see where they came from see who they hang out with see who they talk to it's not hard i can i can almost none of none of the people that we know have niggers on their page now that your friends will your friends as friends their suggested friends like on facebook they're always trying to buddy pal you up with everybody that they know and that, that their people know and and oh i know this guy from china <laughs> let's be his friend but you know you guys do a really good background check 
I actually got to take part in one at one time on one of the females. And it, it's a lot of fucking work. It ain't easy. But you can pretty much get the gist of somebody by looking at their social profile. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If you look at my page and you're not going to see niggers, niggers Mexicans, it, you're not going to see anybody but like 10 people because that's about all I have gotten around to trust. But I, before I even like uh, friend somebody, I make sure damn well that they don't have no niggers on their page. And if they do, I don't accept them. Right. I mean, that's how it's got to be. People think that we can all just get along. Well, we can't. I don't even like walking past them in the fucking supermarket. I look, I look at them, I cringe, and most of the times it's, you know, the they got a white girl hanging off their ass, and and have a couple nigglets in the damn carriage there, and that, that's not what I want to see. No, we want I, to see good wholesome white families. And they they're making us like trying to make us be friends with these people and I, Conform to their I'm ways. not going to do it. It's, I, just, it's a clash of cultures and they want us to feel it in your gut. Like when, when you see someone of a different nationality, I don't care who you are. I wasn't even raised like this, but when, when I was a child and I ran into my first black person, it was, I did not know what to fucking think. I I was scared of him because I've never fucking seen one before. Holy and then I grew up and found out why. <laughs> you know, it's your internal fucking shit going on there that keeps you from doing the shit that these people are doing. Well, it's animal instinct. And, uh, they, and they've made it like it's okay. I had a chow like puppy. Dennis says, just they, a dog, even a dog. When you see a nigger, it freaks out for the first time. And then you see a dog that's uh, a nigger as his owner, and you can see this dog actually walk with its head down when it's walking. Uh, I mean, and it's nature of the beast man it's it's just crazy how that works but even even a dog knows it's not right to be seen with a nigger let alone on the end of his leash he's got his head looking down at the ground when most dogs prance down the fucking street in town they got their head up high and their tail wagging <laughs> my cousin seen a nigger walking a real good looking pit bull one time and uh he was driving a truck and uh he said that, just like I said, the dog was walking with his head down. He said, man, this dog looked like the sorriest dog in the world, Mel. His name was Homicide. And he was looking at his toes walking down the street. Newt surprised he didn't bump into walls and shit. And uh, be goddamned if uh, he didn't pull over and offer that nigger $80 for that dog. It was just a puppy. And uh, the nigger took the 80 bucks, sure shit. And, that boy turned out to be a real good dog for him. Oh, do anything he's told. He saved him from a nigger. Ain't, ain't, but I mean, it's even like I was saying, it's even animal instinct to know that them niggers ain't right. I I had a child. First time it's like several dogs. The first time they seen a nigger, man, they fucking freaked out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I bet. Even a puppy, when you get a new puppy, will shy away from a goddamn nigger. <laughs> like they're going to eat them. I think it says somewhere in the Bible, you spot the devil, even in the dark, if you could only see his eyes and teeth. Uh, I don't, I haven't found the passage, but I was told that, uh, I, I'm pretty good on my Bible and I, you know, these days you can Google that type of stuff and 
uh that's just what i'm gonna try out one of these days here i i i ain't remembered it in a while and it slips my mind but it's one of the things i probably should check out when i find a little extra time to see where that exactly what you could probably google it and find that passage uh kind of makes me think that niggers are just as evil as jew they're not smart mm. enough to be that evil well i mean all they're, you gotta do is animals. do Jews what you're are... told is to follow the jewish word and you know the Jews are the Antichrist. They, they killed Jesus. They take over. They they've taken over our whole world. That you got people believing that it, that you might be a boy today and a girl to fuck tomorrow, and that it's okay to suck dick if you're a boy, because you really identify as a girl, or it's okay to have mixed breed children. It makes them stronger. You know, it's just there's so much shit flying around, and and all our children know is what we teach them. And if the children are not being taught right, then they're gonna believe what the fuck they're told. That's where I was talking about these motherfucking liberals that can't make it after going to college, and they become teachers in our schools. I mean, our schools are gonna have to do better background checks not to get these. Now, you know, you look racist if you don't take a gay or a nigger teacher in. And what they're teaching our children is wrong. For lack of a better word, it's fucking um, not like now. What the hell? Brainwashing. I mean, that's that's what we've all been done. I mean, you might not think that, but you were taught what they wanted you to learn. And. Until the internet has come around and filled up a whole bunch more lies in there. I mean, you don't know the truth. You don't, none of us know, unless you actually know. And there's only so many people that actually know because they have the heart and the love of our Jesus. <laughs> and the, our God, oh, I can't even, I can't even think of the words. But, it's our own fucking society doing this to us. It's who we voted and in. And our friends are, t you, you don't know what your friends from work or whatever is teaching their children at home. All you know is that person at work. And life, everybody's comes so like, they gotta have their phone, they gotta have their computers. There's no, no uh interaction like in person wise it's all over the phone or no all, face to face it, you got you, they don't have like big get togethers cookouts and shit in neighborhoods anymore i'm sure maybe in some of them weirdo suburban places but that's probably the widest place you're gonna get there might be a nigger family in there or Mexican family or something that's actually got the money to live like that but typically in them old suburban neighborhoods it's mostly white I don't know now I, I probably haven't even been in a suburban neighborhood in years but I'm just assuming <laughs> but you have son and he knows everything that we know we don't keep anything from him he's 18 years old now he knows everything he's been through this with us for a long time since he's born he's born into it he was born into it but it's not something like it's not like we was uh it's like being born into being catholic or being born into being uh uh southern baptist or a protestant it ain't no different than that right uh it's it's a christianity christian identity but he sees it even though he's old enough to make up his own mind and decide on his own he's he knows what we're talking about he's seen it in his own self like we took him to the right downtown st louis shitty ass st louis and they got him and his buddy got to see 
know what? Understand what a ghetto looks like. <laughs> it ain't nothing nice. Uh, I mean, we don't have the best of anything here where we live, but we have what we need. And we're not out trying to look like we got all this stuff. We are satisfied with what we have. We don't have to have stuff <laughs> to, to live your life. Oh, I got a few of the luxuries. I got a oh, yeah. laptop, a computer, and a phone. Uh, you got to have at least that much to be able to function and operate it. But you're somewhat. not driving a Bentley and and uh, spending thousands of dollars on clothes. and I just I mean, everybody has their own thing, but when they get having to look right and be and act right for everybody, then that's that's the wrong move. You right. you gotta just be yourself. Do it for yourself. Yeah, I know. I rode bikes all my life. I mean, some of these guys, they, you know, they want to get in the club, and you ask them, "Can you ride?" Oh yeah, they can all ride. Okay, when was the last time you rode, and what did you ride? You know what I mean? I mean. At least the last guy was honest. He said he rode a little uh, mini bike with a with a five horse motor that you pull start. I mean, he said he rode it pretty good, but he never shifted gears. And sure, shit, we get him on a bike where he can shift gears, and uh, he did pretty damn good. You know what I mean? So uh, this goes to show, I mean, a little honesty goes a long ways. Put a guy on a bike and let him test himself out and say a big grassy field. So if he falls down, he don't get hurt. Show him how to shift gears, man. He, I asked him if he could drive a car with a manual. He said, yeah. I said, well, if you can drive a manual car, it's just different. The clutch is in your hand and the shifter's on your toe. Told him what he needed to do and how to downshift. And well, shit, he must have rode the shit out of that little five horse mini bike because he sure didn't do bad on a shifting bike. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got at least, you know, to give the guy some pointers and stuff like that when he's on, when he's not honest and says he can ride and you're out there doing. 8590 down the fucking interstate trying to keep up with traffic and your brother's out there fucking up and he's about to die you, you can't do nothing about it at 80 miles an hour you see what I mean uh, we're all we're all good people I mean look we, we, if we were crooked motherfucking snakes like the rest of them, we would have went under in a couple of years. No, it's going on 10, 12 years now. Uh, the same leaders, the same officers, uh, same me and JD sitting right here talking to you for the last seven years, eight years over this talk shoe program. I mean, we ain't going nowhere. We are the true Aryan nation. Others may pop up and claim Aryan nations and do what they will, but they're they just they're just feeding off the snakes and the rats. If they was true Aryans at true heart, they would contact us and they would say, "Hey, I want to be in the Aryan nation." What it is is they know they can't follow the rules, so they want to make their own goddamn program and just change the rules as they go. Well, hey. Our rules are written in, written in stone, and uh, uh, we don't fuck around like that. You you gotta work hard to move up, and it's possible. You just gotta show that that's what you're willing to do, and um, anybody can do it. But it's not easy work. It's easy. It's a lot of a lot of working on the computer and a lot of talking to people in person and. A lot of talking to people on the phone. It's 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 a lot of time consuming work. Nothing strenuous. Maybe a little stressful from time to time, but uh, other than that, we are the true Aryan nation. Others have come and gone. We've watched what six, eight, maybe 
12 of them in the last 10 years come and go. I've yet to see one of them hold the same name with the same leaders for more than a year. How long did, uh, what's his name last? It was Doink and his uh, uh, mother-in-law. Which what one? was his name? Oh, that one guy. Heimbach, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Wasn't he doinking his mother-in-law or was it was his uh, daughter-in-law? Was that even the right guy? Yeah, I think you're right, Mel. Mel, I, I don't know. Got caught doinking down in the trailer. Hey, if it it's not the right guy. I'm sorry, but I'm thinking it was that or it's a name that resembles that. I'll look it up and get the information right uh, by the time our next show comes around. But anyway, this guy was doinking his mother-in-law or his daughter-in-law down in the trailer and got caught. I mean, these guys are claiming Aryan nations and they're trying to side up with like the NSM and Reverend Butler, we all know it. It's a, it's on YouTube video. Reverend Butler does not deal with the NSM. It was snakes and rats and thieves or whatever he called them, similar to that. Uh, they're not to be trusted. Uh, and there's lots of groups out there with them like that. A lot of these clan groups and stuff out on the East Coast, I can't remember. Uh uh, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan out there. They've taken in this Steve Bowers, who's a Steve Nuchasi. He goes by several names. But the thing of it is, he's an informant. And they just keep taking him into these groups. And uh, sure, there's people in there that that uh, ain't doing nothing or ain't doing nothing to do nothing. But when he asks you to do take this box or do take this or take that, or can you do something for me? And it turns to be a federal crime. I mean, he's just preying on the people within the club. And there's it's lots of people out there. And that's why we have to do such a background check on these people. And not only do they turn out to be informants and police, uh, some of them are even nigger lovers and Mexican and Jew lovers. I mean, we're, we're basically uh, stuck with them. But we, we don't have to live with them. I mean, we can we can set the standards for how we want to live. And if, if you know, and, and as white people, it's, it's our choice to live like white people. But most of them choose to live like niggers or Mexicans or some other fucking race or just act like that's what they are. You know, and then you got right. this Ancestry.com that just send in a little blood and they lie to you, but the biggest thing is, is they're looking to have your DNA so they can lock it up in some uh, government-funded uh, place. And so far, they've found several rapists and murderers looking to find out what true nationality they are. Uh, I mean, even if your DNA is a little bit close and it wasn't you, by the way, it looks on the dna scale it was you so it is you and you're going for it all because you wanted to know what you truly are look in the fucking mirror dude you can know if you're white you look know if you're fucking mexican you know if you're indian or whatever creed or color you may be you can see the difference in the facial features and the color of your skin right yeah uh, you're just building the weapon to come and get you. Uh, look at the people in South Africa right now. Ours good white people down there. Our own people wearing sadistic souls patches are rounded up and put in camps, like a, uh, a safe camp. Hey, they're rounded up is the problem I got with it. The government rounds you up and puts you in a gated area because you're white and says, we're going to keep you here to keep you safe. What if we did that to all the niggers here in America, rounded them up and put them in a fenced in areas to keep them safe. Uh, when the Ku Klux Klan was in their height and their glory, 
when Martin Luther King wanted the march, we said, wait a minute, we'll put up a big fenced in area and lock you niggers up in there and start a little black utopia to keep you niggers safe from the white man. Now that's, I mean, fucked up that you're doing this to white people in South Africa, especially right. this day and age. Right. I mean, they're still slaving niggers and everything over there, but yet pointing their fingers at us for being racist, just for calling a nigger a nigger, or trying to have our Southern history, uh, um, American history, you know, they're taking away our, to, to just, I mean, what? we. In the next 50 years, we ain't even going to be able to read about poor old George Bush because he's an old white man and he's racist. No more Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Charlie the Brown. What the hell? Tell me when we were all little kids. I'm in my 50s again. And uh, you know them kids that went to nigger schools and mixed schools in the bigger towns? Them niggers watch that Charlie Brown special too. So, I mean, that's not racist. That's, uh, um, that's, that's celebrating our holidays. What it is, is it's non-Muslim or it's non-Jewish. Um, cause most of your niggers that are raised in America are Christians. And most of your fucking, uh, a lot of the Jews I've met out in smaller suburban areas are gone to Christian churches. They don't, uh, they don't even, you know, they're too far away from their Jewish temples to be able to pray. And if they do, they do it in the privacy of their own homes. But a lot of them have uh, conformed to Christianity. Uh, but, that, you know, that's still bad Jewish blood to mix with them, even though they believe in your Christianity. I mean, it's really pretty simple. It sounds all elaborate when you got to lay it out like that. But hey, just stick to your own white kind and uh, don't trust everybody that you see out there that says they're white power. You may wind up in federal prison or something because you're fucking around with a federal provocateur or a snitch or a rat. Yeah. trying to get in your pocket and get your fucking money. I mean, look at Jenkins and those guys out there. They got such a high turnover, J.D., that um, it's really more about the money. They don't care about the revolving door. You come and go as long as you give up your funding. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess that's all my rant. I just can't. It's just. These white, other white power groups that are like that, I mean, they're taking advantage of our people because they see it's a, the people want something that's white and for us. And they're, and, and they're fucking them up because they're misleading them and taking advantage of them and stealing from them all the way. And I mean, white people ain't dumb. They can see this shit going on right before their eyes. You know, two plus two is four. But two plus one is three. Just because there's two numbers there with a plus in between, don't make it right. You got one yeah. number wrong, man. Yeah. So you want to be on the even numbers. You want to get back to two plus two. Right. So everything's good and even. Uh it's just just that way and that's how they're fucking up i mean they can't see the numbers right or something uh they're not doing their math like they should the answer is four and the equation is two plus one two plus x and you can't put a number one where the x is to be it's got to be a two to make yep. the full equation and to make the world the proper equation we ain't got enough whites in it i mean look our own united states census threw whites and hispanics in together because the white number of people is so poor that's 
That's yeah. sorry ass shit. Yeah. We got to be thrown in a basket with Hispanics. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's just sickening, man. I I don't get it. Where do they? What? I don't know. JD, they're just trying to push us into that. Where we're, none of us are fucking uh white you know they they just want that mulatto am i right yeah hey man it's pushing 807 it's just the two of us tonight man i got a busy night and i know you're tired you worked hard all week and wore out what do you say we call it an early show tonight and uh We'll do a little background check on this guy that was uh, that I was talking about, who I thought might be Heimbeck. I'm I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Uh, but just to be sure, I hate to say the, the throw the wrong dirt on the wrong name. And and again, I'm not saying this is for sure. I'm just saying it's what my memory plays me from a year or two ago and I've seen a lot of news on a lot of white power groups and names have gone through and I ain't got this one right or I may have I don't know but uh I'll get to the bottom of it and I'll get the truth and I'll have the full where I was going at least the name to go with the story that I was telling this week yep sounds good sound good to you all right and I'll say uh hell victory uh, I'll say hell victory and white power, white pride, worldwide. Okay, brother. And I'll catch up with you here soon on your next day off. All right, bro. Okay, hell victory, bro. Hell. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.